Amen. Praise God. I feel mighty good. Hallelujah. Now, if you don't feel good, don't you do this. But if you feel as good as I do, I want you to just clap your hands to the Lord. Now, this is unto the Lord. Don't you do it now if you're just hypocritical. But if you feel as good as I do, clap your For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of his word, and you may be seated. Sister Faye, Brother Cox promised me that he would take care of that baby tonight. So just, you know, I would really like for him to know how it feels. There's a bottle over there. Now, he won't know what to do with it, but somebody show him what to do with the bottle. Praise the Lord. Uh, the message that Brother Cox preached Sunday night, I'm sure, I'm sure I'm not the only one who remembers it. Uh, was a terrific message, really was a terrific message uh, about God's honor. I've been thinking about it all week. He didn't say near enough. I think he preached an hour, but he didn't say near enough. There are some things in God's Word that are completely inexhaustible when it comes, you know, to really trying to do justice to the honor of God. So, Brother Cox, please forgive me, but I'm going to piggyback on your sermon tonight. I am going to talk about some more about honor, the honor of God. Uh, I thought of, uh, you know, there was a time in, uh, in the romantic age of our country when it was a not, not an unusual thing for a duel to be fought over somebody's honor. You know, uh, kind of a goofy thing, but it was very, it was a romantic thing, I guess. Uh, you know, they would, one person would uh, call another person a liar or a thief or something to dishonor him, and he would call him out. And so at dawn of a certain day, it was all very legal, see, at dawn of a certain day, they would meet in a field. They would choose their seconds, and uh, the men who were their seconds would be there with them. They would uh, choose how the duel would be fought. Would it be fought, you know, with uh, swords, or would it be fought with, uh, with a, you know, with a gun, or with whatever? And uh, they would walk to the center, you know, a certain pace, and they would shake hands. And they would turn their back and walk away from each other. And when the man that was acting as the referee or one of the seconds would give 
uh, the signal, they would turn around and the duel would be fought. However it would be fought, with a sword or with a gun. And m most of the time it ended up in somebody dying for somebody else's honor or for his own honor. Uh, they thought to protect their honor was, was important enough to die for. They figured their honor was enough to die for. Uh, not really, not that many years ago, because I can remember when, uh, in fact, I saw my brother one time because somebody called him a bad name that he said, you will not dishonor my mother by calling me the name that you have called me. And he took his coat off and handed it to his friend, and he said, will you walk with me outside and we will settle whether my mother is what you have said she is or isn't. He was ready to fight for his mother's honor. Now that may be funny to you, but at the time, I'll just tell you what, if he would have lost, they'd have had somebody else that they'd have had to fought too because it was my mother too. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm being a little bit, you know, maybe humorous. And I don't really mean to be because I want you to understand that honor is important. Praise the Lord. Yes. Whether it's your own honor yes. or God's honor. Praise God. And if you feel in enough about your own honor to protect it and to protect your name, how much more does God feel about His? Hallelujah. Now let me say right here, that to dishonor God is blasphemy. To dishonor God is blasphemy. It's the one thing that makes God angry enough to kill. Is to dishonor Him. You remember that that's what happened to Satan. He tried to dishonor God. He tried it in the Garden of Eden. He tried to make a liar out of God in the Garden of Eden. He said to the first woman that God had created, Has God said? Do you believe what God has said? He tried to make a liar out of God. I'm telling you, there's some things God will fight for. Hallelujah! Praise the name of the Lord and His honor, the honor that belongs to Him, the honor that will be given to Him. And the last thing that we have any record of the church is when that glorious day takes place and the church is gathered together in the marriage supper of the Lamb, the Bible says to give honor to Him. To give honor to Him. To give honor to Him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God's honor is important enough to Him that when He called a man to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt land, He wanted to test that man's ability to give honor. And when the bush burned, 
And Moses saw it and walked up to the bush to look at it. And a voice spoke out of that bush and said, Take your shoes off, Moses. Take your shoes off, Moses. Do you understand that God is so glorious and so great and so honorable that your dirty shoes have to be put off before you can stand in his presence? Hallelujah. He said the same thing to Joshua when Joshua was getting ready to go into battle. God spoke to him and said, Joshua, take your shoes off your feet. In other words, before I can choose a man, I've got to know if he can honor me. Before I can have a man that I can trust with miracles, with all the plagues that will be sent upon Egypt, before I can trust a man to take the rod and hold it over the Red Sea, I've got to find out if that man can honor me. Not how smart he is, not how rich he is, not how much education he's got, or not even his ability to do anything else, but how much he can honor me. God must know. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And God will fight for his honor. Praise God. I'm going to hurry along with this. There's a few more things that God's people must honor if we are to have the blessings of God. And one is the sanctuary or the house of God. Hallelujah. This is a building and it was made by men's hands. And there's been a lot of things happened in the building and sometimes you might even think that some things look Uh, a little odd to us, to people who perhaps are, you know, well, to eyes that are not born again. Sometimes some things that happen in here might almost look like we are uh, getting a little bit free with the house of God. But let me tell you, there's one thing that God will not tolerate, and that's to dishonor the sanctuary. There was a king of Israel, one of the greatest kings that ever lived. Uzziah by name. He was a great king. He started off with a glorious beginning. But he decided one day that he would walk in into the place where only the priests could walk into the house of God. Do you know what happened to that man when he walked in to that holy place with the sacrifice to lay it on the altar? Something happened to that man and when he walked back out, he had stubs for fingers and his feet were swollen and looked like, like, that, uh, like that leprous man that we saw in the film here Sunday morning. He became a leper and died a leper because there had it was not in his heart to honor and reverence the house of God. There is a scripture that says, keep your foot when you go into the house of God. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm telling you, God will fight for his house, for his sanctuary. It's important because, you see, this sanctuary is uh, symbolic of all the other meeting places where God meets his people. There are plenty of scriptures, but I am not going to take the time to read these scriptures to you tonight that tells what happens to people who do not reverence the glorious house of God. But God will fight 
for his honor, the honor of his house. Amen, amen, amen. I believe, I honestly believe that when we dishonor, and we think sometimes the only way that we can dishonor the house of God maybe is by uh, becoming unruly, (coughs) but to come in and sit in the house of God. Where the holiness of God is present and where God is wanting to move and heal and bless and and give his people uh, all the glory that belongs to them. For us to sit and hold out the blessing of God is dishonoring the tabernacle, is dishonoring the temple (coughs) for me or you to come in to the place that is sanctified where God meets his people with malice or envy, or hatred, or strife within our bosom is dishonoring the house of God. That's why we have the brazen altar, is to get rid of that before we enter in to the holy place of God. Hallelujah! Even the high priest, had he entered in with anything in his life that would have dishonored God, they had a rope around his waist that if ever the bells quit ringing and they knew he had stopped moving, they had to pull him out by the rope because God will not tolerate dishonoring the holy house of God. Oh, hallelujah. Not by any actions. Not by any sitting with criticisms, with fault findings, with backbitings, with all of these things that if we are not careful, sometimes we don't even realize how uh, scary it is to bring some things into the house of God. It wouldn't be a bad idea if we had an altar right out there in front of those steps. And before anybody came in, to kneel down and search our hearts and make sure we do not come in here with anything on our heart that would dishonor his glorious house. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm telling you, God will fight for his house. And it was for that reason that God moved when he was in the body of the man, Jesus Christ, and walked into the temple one day. And he saw some men in the holy place. And they had doves for sale. And they had uh, other animals for sale. And they were making change. <clears throat> and they were selling doves. And they were doing other things in the place that was the holy place of God. And Jesus became so angry that he took a whip, a scourge, and he began to lash at those men that sat at the money changers table and he turned the tables upside down and he one-handedly drove that group of money changers out of the house of God and he said, you will not make my father's house a den of thieves. I will protect the honor of the house of God. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, God will fight for his honor. Yes, he will. Another thing God will fight for, and that's his people. His people. God will fight for his man. Don't you ever worry. You don't have to fight your own battle. Woo! Hallelujah! You do not have to come in defense of yourself. You don't have to answer to those people who sling mud. 
you don't have to. God himself will fight your battles. Hallelujah. He said to stand still and just watch what he would do. The battle is not yours, but it's God's. God will fight for his people. There was a man rose up against Moses one time by the name of Kohath. And he got an awful lot of people to believe that Moses was a dirty crook and that he was the fellow that ought to be, you know, the leader of the children of Israel. Sometimes people can be real slick-tongued. They really can. They'll just almost convince somebody who is not spiritual or somebody who doesn't think or doesn't try to find out what the truth of the matter is. But he, Kohath drew a great portion of people with them. You know what Moses did? Moses just went and stood and just looked up into heaven and he said, now what do you want me to do about this, God? He said, you know, this is your battle, not mine. There was a time when I pled for your honor. I'm not going to plead for mine. You see, Moses had pled for God's honor when God wanted to kill him. And he said, get out of the way, Moses, and let me kill him because of their sins. And I'll take you and raise up a people. Moses just stood right there and he said, you can't do it, God. If you do, you're gonna, your name's gonna be dishonored because all these people that are around here, they're gonna say that that, you know, you weren't big enough to take them through. Now your honor demands that you don't kill this bunch of people. Don't kill them, God. If you do, you're going to have to kill me too because I'm not going to move. I'm going to stay right here. And to protect his honor. The honor of his name, God, backed off and let him live. But when it come to Moses, Moses didn't try to fight for his honor. He just said, all right, God, now what are you going to do about it? And God just simply, I don't know what, I don't know which angel did it, and I don't know what happened to this earth, but all at once something, funny kind of noise, squeak, 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 or crunch, 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 and, and all at once everybody looked, and trees started toppling down into this split in the earth that was getting wider and wider, and big rocks rumbling and rolling, and people, some of them too close yet, fall off in the scream, go, all the way down, and it it was just horrendous until the first thing you know, Kohath and all that bunch that was with him had been fallen, had fallen into that hole, had been swallowed up because God will fight for the honor of his people. Woo! Hallelujah. I don't know if that makes you feel good, but it does me. I don't have anything to worry about. I don't have anything to worry about because God is going to fight the battles that we've got. Glory! As long as we back off and let God do it, He'll do it. I, he may not make a hole swallow up, but He'll do something else. I know plenty of times I could tell you stories that almost match this one. In fact, one time my pastor, George Hudson, was preaching and there was a a, a man Sitting in the back of the building, you know, they used to do this. I don't, does anybody here remember all this kind of stuff? Or this only happened in the Middle West. Anyway, that man just yelled out. And he said, that's a big lie. There's no truth in that. You know, they heckled you a lot back then, you know. When you preached, they'd sit and heckle. Sometimes, you know, nobody had air conditioning. Nobody had fans. Nobody had screens. Windows be wide open in hot weather. It's hotter than it is. And you think it's hot in here tonight. You ought to... Be in this building with no air conditioning and no fans and windows open and bugs flying in and all of us swallowing bugs and 
you know. Well, anyway, they'd, they'd yell in through the windows. But that night, that man yelled out in the back of the church. And when he did, my pastor just stood there for a second. And he said, if you die a natural death, I'm not a prophet of God. Just like that. And he went right on preaching. Just went right on preaching. I guess in about two weeks, the word come in that they had found that man's body where he had fallen dead and the bugs and the worms had eaten him up. I'm telling you, God will fight for his people. He'll do it. Now, I'm not saying everybody does anything against God's bugs. They're going to fall dead and the bugs are going to eat them up. But something worse is going to happen to them if it's not that. I'm telling you, God will fight for his people. Brother, Brother Cox, remember that man that lived across the street from the church in St. Paul? Tried his best to get that church shut down. He went to, he did everything that St. Paul laws would permit him to do. It almost looked like Brother Norris was going to have to sell that church and move out. And, uh, Brother Norris had the church and the school all fasting and praying. Let, let's pray and ask. Finally, they, uh, somebody got to complaining. The neighbors got to complaining. There was a terrible smell in that house. The old man lived all by himself right across the street from the church. And uh, they noticed a be- terrible, terrible smell. They finally called the police. The police broke in. That old fellow had just fallen. He was in good health, you know. I mean, had been good. Everybody thought he was good. They had found where he had just fallen down, dead. And when they found him, he was putrefied. I mean, he was in a bad, bad shape. The people that come in to get him didn't even want to come in to get him. God fights for his people. Praise God. Does that make you feel good? None of what happens to them, but because no matter what happens to you, if you walk with God, God's going to fight your battles. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It was because of that that God let that hole open up and swallow Kohath and his followers. In order to protect the ministry of a man by the name of Paul, God let a terrible thing happen. Uh, there's a fellow possessed with uh, with a devil, and these sons of seven sons of Siva that, you know, had been around watching it all happen, they thought, now, if it'll work for all these fellas, all these Jesus-name people that's been going around here casting out devils, it'll work for us. And so all seven of them just got up, and they got a hold of that guy. You know, sometimes people think they can shake the devil out of people. You don't shake the devil out. I'll just tell you, you don't get him out that easy. It'd be a lot easier if you could shake him out, you know. We'd get some of these big strong fellas and we'd just shake the devil out of them, but good, but it won't work that way. You know, just doesn't come out like that. So they got a hold of that fella and they started saying, In the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, we rebuke you. We adjure you. Come out of him. And that devil just talked right back to him and said, Paul, I know, and Jesus, I know, but who are you? And ju- just jumped on those seven sons of Siva and tore their clothes off of them. And the poor fellows had to run completely undressed and run for shelter and run. God will protect the ministry of his people. Brother Randy, you don't have anything to worry about. Put it in God's hand. God will take care of your ministry. God will take care of your ministry. God will take care of your ministry. You don't have to fight for your own ministry. You don't have to fight for a place. You don't have to fight for anything in this life. All you've got to do is put it in the hands of God and God will take care of the honor of his people. Hallelujah. Now let me tell you that God is honor bound to keep his word. I believe God is honor bound to keep his word. When we meet the conditions, 
when it's seeking salvation, when it's seeking healing, when it's seeking anything in our lives, if we meet the conditions, God, in order to protect his honor, will bankrupt heaven, strip the gears of the chariots, dewing the angels, do all of it in order to not fail to keep his word. Praise God! And the word is true when it says, if there's any sick among you, hallelujah, let them sin for the elders of the church and they shall pray for them and anointing with oil and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise them up. Hallelujah. Glory. If we repent of our sins and are baptized in Jesus' name, God is honor bound to fill us with the Holy Ghost when we meet the conditions. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, if we want revival, God will, there is, there is nothing that God will not do in order to bring revival. He is honor bound to do it. If we will put ourselves in the place to receive that. Oh, thank God. I say let's honor God. I say let's keep His honor. Let's believe Him. We dishonor Him by acting as if we think we can't do it. Oh, Lord, you know I know I'm not worthy. So often people say to me, well, I don't have any faith. Why, shame on you. Of course you've got faith. Of course you've got faith. You may not, if you had faith and felt it, it wouldn't be faith. <laughs> faith isn't feeling. Did you know, once you feel it, it's not faith anymore. It becomes anything you can feel, you know it. It's knowledge. But faith just simply means believing it anyway. Hallelujah. Believe it when you're sick. Believe it when your fever runs high. Believe it when your body's aching. Believe it when you, there's no way out. Believe it when you've got a handful of bills and no money. Hallelujah. Believe it when it looks like there's no revival, but you know there is. 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 We know there is. We know there is. Because God is honor bound to keep His Word. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm telling you that if God, if there are men that are honest, <clears throat> and there are people in this world that if they tell me something, I'd know that it would be the truth, or, or they were something happened that they were just dreadfully misinformed. There are some people in this world that if they tell me something, I know it's just exactly like that. When I was growing up, I didn't know that there was people that didn't honor their word. My dad, one of the things that my father always, you know, he'd always say, I'd rather have a, I would rather have murder in my house than have a liar. I would rather have a murder in my house than have a, a thief, you know. He, he just simply, this was so important to him that we be honest. And I have known him many a time to go to the bank of the little town where we lived, and call the banker by name. He'd say, Albert, I need $50. Well, $50 is not much, but in 1935, $50 was a hunk of money, you know. And uh, there'd be no paper signed. Albert knew that if my father died, 
that it, my dad had put enough in the family that we'd have paid that $50 one way or another. Um, my dad has a code of honor that's, that's his own code. Ridiculous. But um, he ran into a man one time that was walking. His brakes failed, and he bumped into the fellow, just bumped him, didn't even knock the man down. But the man sued my dad. And uh, the judge told my dad, said, uh, now, Orville, you've got to pay this man $400. You know, that's what they had awarded the man. Dad said, I'm not going to give it to him, Judge. He said, I didn't hurt him. <laughs> if I'd have hurt him, I'd have sold some cows and got the money and give it to him. But I didn't hurt him, and I'm not going to give him money when, I, when he doesn't have it coming to him. I know this sounds a little bit funny, and you'd have to know my dad. <laughs> but now, that was his code of honor. He said, I'm not giving the man for it. The judge said, you're going to have to. He said, if you don't, I'm going to have to take your driver's license away. Dad said, it's all right. I'll walk. <laughs> I'll walk. And he did for a year. He walked. Somebody else drove him. He just simply refused to give the man the $400 that, that, that he didn't feel that the man had coming to him. Uh wasn't too long after that until he was driving his old car, and he pulled out in front of a, an 18-wheeler. And it tore his car all to pieces. He didn't have any insurance on it. Now, the man that was driving the 18-wheeler said, uh, I tell you, I got good insurance on my rig. He said, uh, I'll fix it up and you'll get a new car, or, you know, you'll get a, your car replaced. My dad said, oh, no. Wasn't your fault you hit me. I drove out in front of you. <laughs> he said, that make any difference? He said, I carry insurance for this purpose, and I'll see if you get another car. Dad said, nope, I don't want your car. I don't want something that didn't come to me. I pulled out in front of you. You couldn't help hitting me, and I... You, and he refused to accept anything from that insurance company. He just some, somehow managed to get a... Now, that's his code of honor. But in that in the area of country where my father lives, if you'd walk up and ask anybody and say, Orville Sampson told me, they'd say, okay, that's just how it is. He's got an honor. They know they can count on it. I, I would no more have doubted what my dad would have said than... than then I would doubt what my husband said. I wouldn't, I, there was no way I would have doubted. Okay, if we can have that kind of a confidence in a man, how much more in God? How much more in God that is ready to give us everything that our hearts want and desire? Somehow I feel like that God's here tonight to fight for His honor. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Richard, I think it was the prayers of God's people that was praying that directed you, blessed you, had your eyes. I really do, because we've been praying. All of us were praying for Danny's guitar to come back, the one that you couldn't have replaced it. You know, there was no other guitar like it. You know, we, we were all praying for that one to come back. I was, weren't you? I've been praying for that. I believe God will keep His word. Hallelujah. He said, you have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss. But if you ask in the will of God, it'll be done. Oh, hallelujah. Would you stand with me? Praise God. Praise God. I could go on and on and on with this, but I know you're getting weary and tired and hot and so am I. But I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this. Whatever you need from God tonight, God's honor bound to do it. God is honor bound to do it. Is there anybody here that has any kind of a special need tonight? Now you understand, you understand, God does it when you meet the conditions. Now you're not ever going to get it by saying, well, I don't believe the Lord's going to do it for me. Now he would for you. You, you know, you're good enough and you, 
you know, that's the way people think. You know, you, you're, you know, you can get it from God, but not me. The Lord wouldn't do that. Who said? God isn't respect a person. He doesn't have pets and he doesn't have pics. It's, if you will honor him, he will honor you. Praise God. If you do for him what he says, then he'll do it. Is there anybody here that has any kind of a special need tonight? You just would like to tell the church about it. You'd like to just raise your hand. Any kind of a special need I have, I've got a special need. My hand's up. And I'm going to hold it up. And I want you to hold it up. I want you to hold it up and hold it high. Hallelujah. Any kind of a special need, whatever it is, that you want from God, that you want from God, that you want from God. I'm telling you, if I had unsaved kids, you couldn't keep me out of this altar. You couldn't keep me from this prayer meeting of a morning. If I've got unsaved brothers and sisters, and I, I sometimes I feel like that I ought to pray three times a day for them because the coming of the Lord's at hand, they're, not, they're going to be lost. Oh, God, I believe God will hear us if we call on Him. Ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall receive. Find, knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. I'm going to turn the service back to Brother Cox and take the baby. He, she acted so much better for him than she did for me. Here I was hoping he'd get his um, tonight. God bless you all.